If you're interested in making a podcast like I did with The Big O Show, I want to tell you about the free Anchor app. It's the easiest way to make a podcast today. They have tons of creation tools that allow you to edit and record from your phone or your computer, and they handle the distribution for you so you can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many, many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Big O Show. My hope for this podcast is that you leave informed, but more importantly, inspired. And just like that song said, this is going to be the best day of your life. If you have that mindset, you're already halfway there. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome back to the sixth episode of the Big O Show podcast, a podcast about sports, motivation, and life. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, my good friend Braden Bowman for joining me on the podcast last week. I'll get into a little bit uh, more about what we talked about in just a few minutes. But before we get into all that, I want to go ahead and just introduce myself or reintroduce myself in case you are checking this podcast out for the first time. I am a ex-college football player and a teacher and a coach in Pensacola, Florida. Well, as far as the uh, major sports here in the United States, most of uh, the sports were kind of anticlimactic this week. Uh, basketball, we know, is coming back at the end of July. College football and NFL football plan to resume a uh, normal schedule. Like I said, most colleges have started their summer programs. If they haven't already, they're about to, probably in the upcoming weeks or by the end of June at the latest. Um, the only sport is baseball, and that's what I kind of want to talk about uh, a little bit more in detail. Uh, just the, the, the huge mistake that I think baseball is making. I've heard a lot of uh, people from uh, my favorite sports show, uh, Dan Patrick, to uh, people on ESPN and everywhere else in between that are just going in uh, into extreme detail, you know, just talking about how baseball is royally screwing this up. Um, obviously, if you don't know, uh, baseball has the longest season of any major sport here in America. They play 162 regular uh, season games. That's after a 20 to 25 game uh, spring season or summer season. Uh, and then they play uh, in the playoffs. So, I mean, baseball will start up in March and not end until late October. You know, that's a that's a normal occurrence. So that's a long part of the year. Instant gratification world that we live in in today. Everybody wants highlights. Everyone wants excitement. You know, you've seen the rise of mixed martial arts and, uh, you know, esports and things like that that have really taken a uh, huge jump forward. Meanwhile, baseball is still just uh, kicking a can down the street, so to speak. Um, so update-wise... Um, like I said, they they wanted they originally play 162 games. Obviously, we're sitting here in June and they haven't even started. It's expected that after they announce that they'll start, it'll take two to three weeks 
uh, to rev up the pitchers and get the teams ready for an actual season to begin. Um, but like I said, right now they're still at a standstill. You know, the players want as many games as possible because that puts more money in their pocket. Meanwhile, the owners don't want to lose too much money and they can't just uh, bite the bullet on this one or agree to disagree or even come to some type of agreement. You know, the players I've seen want anywhere from 114 games uh, to they'll take somewhere in the 90 range. Meanwhile, the owners pitched a uh, 54-game laughable schedule uh, to the players, and uh, hopefully, you know, somewhere we'll meet in the middle at around 70-something games, and we can get this thing going. Uh, it's going to be kind of weird coming up on uh, Independence Day here in the United States in a couple weeks. Obviously, our country's at a uh, pivotal point and a turning point, but not to have any sports, you know, especially baseball, I think is going to be very weird. Um, you know, there's different holidays, different seasons that you think of different sports. The NFL plays on Thanksgiving. When you think of Christmas, you think of NBA basketball. And when you think of New Year's, now you think of college football and the college football playoff. For me, like most Americans, I think when we think of 4th of July, obviously we think of fireworks, but we think of baseball. And this is, this is going to be the first year in my lifetime that uh, that won't happen. So here's the hoping that baseball can uh, get their stuff together and join all the other uh, major sports here in America. And hopefully we get back to some type of normalcy. So that brings me to my recap from the podcast last week. Uh, like I said, my good friend Braden Bowman, uh, former NFL player, former college teammate of mine and roommate, uh, jumped on the podcast last week uh, to talk about his upbringing and you know he just uh, talked about his life in general and uh, how he got to where he was and some of the obstacles that he uh, faced and the adversity that he had to deal with and you've heard me say it and I'll probably say it almost every podcast but his mindset throughout the whole thing to me stood out and I think was the anchor or the epicenter of what kept him grounded and what kept him focused and what kept him uh, you know pushing on because like I talked about uh, in a previous podcast you know fear of failure you know every time you fail you have a choice you can choose to accept that result or you can choose to say that's not the result that I'm gonna get and I'm gonna keep pushing on until I get the result that I want and you know I think that's what happened for uh, Braden obviously he didn't go on to have this you know 10 15 year NFL career Hall of Fame career but you know he made it at the end of the day he set out he had the same dream the same mindset that a lot of kids have when they play football as a, as a kid and uh, you know he set out and um, set out to make it happen and he did um, another thing that I noticed that uh, Braden talked about and something that I haven't gotten into detail yet about in this podcast but I'm going to uh, was his support system. You know, he mentioned his uh, family, his friends, and obviously his wife, uh, Kenzie. Um, but just talking about the power of having, uh, you know, the right people around you and giving attention and power to those right people. Because in every season of life, you know, friends, I'm sure you've heard that friends are supposed to be in a season of your life. Uh, sometimes they're there forever. Sometimes they're only there for a short period of time. You outgrow them. They outgrow you. They're not good for you. You're not good for them, etc. But, you know, having those right people, those like-minded people gives power to 
your message gives power to your purpose and gives power to what you're trying to accomplish. So I look forward to having many more conversations with uh, Braden on this podcast. I don't know how regular he's going to be on here, but I hope to uh, call him again and have him on a semi-regular basis. So now to the message uh, this week, which is titled Haters. Haters or trolls, you know, whatever you want to call them, uh, people that discount and downgrade your accomplishments or other people's accomplishments just due to jealousy um, and things like that are kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, after talking to Braden last week, it stood out in my mind that it was something, uh, you know, a discussion point that I wanted to have on the podcast. You know, living in this instant gratification world that I alluded to earlier in this social media world and form that we're in, you know, it's like a drug in that a lot of people are, you know, obsessed or addicted to likes, comments, shares, follows, and things of that nature. And, you know, when those things stop, where are you at? Where are you at mentally when you're not getting the love and the desire and uh, things that you want from social media? And I do think there are a good bit of people that would acknowledge that they are addicted to social media or addicted to uh, people's, you know, approval. But I do think there are a lot more people that think it's not a problem or a lot of people that do it subconsciously but are still affected by this. Um, When I was listening to a uh, podcast from uh, Joe Rogan, who, if y'all don't know, is a very famous, uh, used to be a TV host on Fear Factor in the early 2000s and as a uh, UFC commentator for Mixed Martial Arts, has a very uh, huge podcast and uh, he interviews a lot of famous people. Uh, the last couple weeks, or a couple weeks ago, sorry, he interviewed uh, Kevin Hart, which most of you guys know. Obviously, Kevin Hart is a famous comedian and actor, um, and they got to talk. And what I really admire about Joe Rogan's podcast is he doesn't just have a 5, 10, 20-minute conversation with people. He usually talks to them for an hour or two, so they're really in-depth, and you can really peel back different layers and learn all kinds of different things and they cover a lot of different topics and they're you know they're not easy to digest obviously to sit down and listen to a podcast for an hour straight two hours straight it's kind of hard to do but if you have time um, and you find any of those people that he's interviewed interesting I think they're worth a listen he does a great job with interviewing people but enough about Joe Rogan uh, more about Kevin Hart here um, you know thinking of someone ultra popular you know think of all the famous actors and actresses comedians and things like that you know Kevin Hart is in the discussion whether you think he's the most popular one of the most popular it doesn't really matter Uh, he was talking about with Joe Rogan just about like the negative criticism that he would receive you know a lot of people perceive him as a lot of people perceive him as this ultra positive ultra popular person and he is Um, But, you know, he's just like you and I. He still gets criticism. He still gets negative feedback. You know, he says he still gets uh, more negative feedback than positive feedback from his movies and his stand-ups. And, um, you know, Joe Rogan went on to, like, talk to him about how he dealt with that. And what he said, and I thought this was, like, a cool, different, fresh, you know, different way of dealing with this but Kevin Hart said you know he got comfortable with his own flaws you know or what he was hearing from negative people you know he didn't 
continue to let things bother him. He acknowledged that, hey, this may be a flaw of mine. Hey, this may be a shortcoming or something that I'm not the best at. But once you acknowledge it and you accept it, then you don't let those words hurt you the way they first do. And, you know, I think that takes time uh, to get to that point. And I think that's awesome that he, you know, says he's there. I don't know if we're ever 100% truly there to where people's words don't mean anything to us as far as their criticism. But it's definitely something we should aspire to do. And, you know, I've heard, heard it said for years um, that you should never let criticism go to your heart or fame or success go to your head. And I think that's so true. You know, um, as an athlete, as a former athlete, I think it's easy to only listen to the positivity or the positive comments, you know, and things like that. And it can allow you, uh, your head to kind of blow up and your ego to get big and you start to become cocky. But I also think the same can be said about criticism. You know, I think a lot of times people um, hear criticism and they take it to the heart. You know, they take it really, really hard. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, you know, when, when certain people tell you things, like if my family or my wife or someone tells me something and it's like a true, honest opinion, I'm going to put, I'm going to give value to it. I'm going to actually learn to accept it and listen to it and at least understand what they're saying. But for all these other people, you know, distant friends or friends of a friend of a friend on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, you know, why are we as a society taught, why are we as a society driven to care about these people's opinions, care about their acceptance, you know? It doesn't really give you anything. You don't really, you're probably not seeing these people on a regular basis. And even if you are, what does their opinion matter? If they're not your friend, if they're not in your life, um, you know, for a reason, you work with them, etc. Their opinion has no value, or it shouldn't have any value. And that's what I'm challenging you guys to do is just not to give value to people's opinions that don't matter. Because at the end of the day, that's the easiest way to take away happiness. That's the easiest way for you not to be happy is for you to be living for someone else's acceptance. You know, when you live for people's acceptance, you're in this, you know, rat race, so to speak. You know, you're chasing the cheese around this maze and you're going all kinds of different ways and different alleys and you can get little pieces of cheese along the way, but you never get to the fulfillment of getting, you know, everything you want because as soon as you find one piece, there's a whole nother alley. There's a whole nother group of people that you're trying to impress, a whole nother group of people you're, you know, trying to get their approval and their acceptance. So that's something that, you know, I can't sit here and say I'm 100% uh, great at doing, but it's something that I personally am trying to challenge myself to do. But something I also want to challenge you guys to do is to get comfortable in your own skin and try to get comfortable with your own insecurities. And if nothing else, acknowledge them, you know, don't give outsiders permission to judge you. You know, and I'm not telling you to not have any social media. I'm just trying to tell you not to get wrapped up in it or not to find your worth in it. You know, you're worth so much more than what people's validation will give you on social media. So that's all I have uh, for this week. I'll get off my soapbox. But when I heard that interview with Kevin Hart and then I heard Brayden uh, talk about, 
you know, the naysayers and the haters. It kind of just sparked up that thought. And I know you guys have heard that before, but it's just something that I think is so real and so relevant, you know, especially with us spending all this more time at our house and, you know, on our phones to entertain ourselves without live sports and without live events going on. You know, it's easy to get wrapped up in this, uh, you know, rat race is the best word I can use, best words I can use to uh, describe it. And it's not healthy. Try to break free of that as you take on the rest of your week. Uh, this week's quote comes from one of my favorite musician artists, uh, Lecrae, and it says, If you live for people's acceptance, you will die from their rejection. Just like I said in the message, don't give outsiders' opinions value. Whether it's praise or criticism, you're worth more than that. And you are valued more than that. Build yourself up and don't be torn down by outsiders' opinions that don't matter. I love you guys. and Thank you for tuning in. Go out and make today the best day of your life.